All right, and welcome to the first edition of the Physical Athletics Podcast. I'm Adrian Broadus, and I'm joined by your host, Armando Aguilar and Ruben Archuleta, alongside us here in our studios today. Armando, first with you. Thanks so much for doing this. Really excited to get this launched, and uh, it's going to be really exciting because you're a certified strength and conditioning coach out at Physical Athletics. You're one of the directors out there as well, and uh, the gym is so unique. I feel like this is an opportunity for us to talk to a larger audience, a larger platform, and really tell everybody the story behind this amazing gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you for thank you for having me, uh, Adrian. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, yeah, physical athletics. You know, it's it's a very unique uh, type of setting. Um, I am the director there. Uh, our focus has been there to train athletes. Uh, we train middle school, we train uh, high school, we train collegiate, and we train professional athletes. Um, all of our programs, uh, all of our training programs are specifically designed and tailored to the athlete's sport. Um, depending on the sport, uh, we focus on their individual position, and then we also focus on, primarily on their individual needs. Uh, we program based on the time of the year that they're in, uh, whether that's uh, in the off-season, the preseason, or in the in-season, and each one will have a different uh, training emphasis for each sport. Um, we focus on improving their performance, uh, but we also focus on preventing uh, injuries. Because uh, for us, uh, if an athlete is, doesn't matter how good they are, if they can't stay healthy and injury-free, then coaches can't, uh, collegiate coaches can't look at them. And if they're uh, collegiate athletes, then uh, potentially they, they wouldn't be able to make it into the league, whether it's NFL, NBA, or Major League Baseball. Uh, so we need to be able to keep them as healthy as possible uh, during the offseason, the preseason, and their in-season so they can, be, they can get better chances of uh, possibly getting, getting uh, recruited or, or drafted. Um, before any one of our athletes start starts training with us, uh, we do take them through an assessment, um, and it's part of our injury prevention program. Uh, with the assessment, we're trying to see what kind of movement quality the athlete has. Um, we tailor um, whatever results we get from that assessment. Uh, we address any issues that came up as far as flexibility and mobility. Uh, we implement and implement it into their program. We address any issues that came up with the assessments, and we go ahead and train them also for their sport. Um, uh, that's, that's pretty much in a nutshell how, you know, we, we operate as far as, uh, training athletes there. Um, yeah, no, that's great. And, you know, Armando, when we're doing this and I'm really excited to kind of get this launch because you just gave us a general overview of everything we can expect from physical athletics. And mm-hmm. I, I really like the entry <clears throat> process because it's not really like a typical gym and it's not really like, uh, necessarily like a physical therapy clinic. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of like both things merged in one with many emphasis on different aspects of the body and, mm-hmm. uh, the, me- the medical side to it. I mean, it's really, really interesting when I was, uh, first went out there there and first got the chance to experience it myself and uh, I think each episode or each edition of our podcast will have a new guest we'll have somebody who's joining us which is going to be the beauty of it and one of the guys who's going to be joining us a bunch of times Ruben Archuleta of AIC Supplements Ruben hey it's great (laughs) to speak with you you're the perfect person to talk about this man because you experience physical athletics uh, to a very high level and you're a high-performing athlete who goes and trains at this gym well former athlete Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, I've been training with Mondo for like three or four years already. And, you know, back then when I was still attempting to, you know, play baseball, I could honestly speak from a first-person point of view that this is a different type of training. It pushes your, your body and your mind. And most importantly, like, everyone loves results. 
And if you're not seeing results at that gym, and there's no way, there's just no way. And the best way to put it to you is, an athlete always wants to be at the top of the game, and there's always going to be injuries, no matter what, just because you're pushing your body to a different type of, of, of level. So imagine having that faith and that reassurance, knowing that no matter if you're hurt or if you get hurt, you have an injury, like you're always going to be okay. You know, there's a clinic next door that, you know, Mondo knows the body pretty well as well. So if you're hurt, there's stuff to treat it. If you're at the top, you might tweak something. Like right now my back's been an issue, but, you know, I'm still in there getting my therapy, getting my rehab, tweaking some stuff, stretching, and, you know, I'm good. I'm good. A couple of days of, of rehab has really helped me. So, yeah, as a, as a first-person point of view, I can definitely uh, – vouch to my fullest for Armando's training because it's it's one of a kind for sure well so let, let's backtrack a little bit because I think it's going to be really interesting when we start diving into you know further along in the mm -hmm. podcast series and we start talking about some of the specifics about uh, what you guys do at physical athletics but I mean you know you look at things like the tr the training philosophy I feel like that's going to be a, a really interesting topic and just kind of the philosophy behind why you guys do something that you do mm -hmm. I, I'm sure that there's so many different people that you run into or people uh, who you even train at your own uh, your own facility, excuse me, at physical athletics that come to you and say, well, no, I've, I've done this my whole life. I've done it this way my entire life. Um, what is the teaching process kind of like, Armando? Because I'm sure that's such an important and almost integral part of what you guys do. Um, I think the, uh, the, the, I would say that the main thing, in the it comes from the experience um, of, of the staff that we have there, um, the the knowledge base. Uh, uh, you know, our our slogan has always been uh, from the beginning: applying science to your game. Right? Um, we're certified, uh, like you said, certified strength and conditioning coaches. Uh, anyone, any one of our staff members that works there, uh, they have to have uh, their degree in whether exercise science, exercise physiology. Uh, they have to be certified. Uh, they have to have experience working at the Division One, uh, um, excuse me, uh, collegiate level, whether it's Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three, or working at the professional level. Uh, so there's there's some things that you do learn not only uh, going through your degree, uh, working at different universities, getting uh, these philosophies from uh, these other uh, coaches that have been been doing this for 10, 15, 20 years uh, from different universities. I've worked at two different ones. Uh, and so it's bringing that, that, that knowledge, that experience from, from the co collegiate level, um, the knowledge I learned from my mentors, from many mentors that I, that I had uh, at the two universities, um, and applying it to uh, a way that works for every athlete. Uh, whether they're 12 years old or they're as old as Ruben, 25. I just learned today how old you were, actually. <laughs> I thought you were like 24. <laughs> you were like 20, but all right, one year. Um, but it doesn't matter either way. Um, there can be some regressions. There can be some progressions. Uh, so there's some things that we do, we do differently just based on also the science that, that's coming out, right? Uh, you know, there's some exercise that we prioritize uh, during the, a certain time of the year. Uh, to prevent injuries. Uh, there's some things that we, I don't want to go too deep into what we actually do. I don't want to give too much, but uh, there's some things that we do differently and it's based on the science. It's based on the research that's been put out for years and years and years and that still keeps coming out. Um, and what we do right now is not set in stone, 
right? If something were to come up, you know, next week saying that, you know, what you've been doing, this is not, not that it's wrong, but perhaps there's a better way to do it, we would change it, right? It's just based on what's coming out and we adapt it. Um, and then we adapt it to, to the athletes program. Um, so I think that's, that's primarily the, the difference in the type of training that, that we offer at our facility. Uh, we want to make sure that every athletes keep every athlete keeps progressing, uh, that they're not they're not staying in one place. Um, yeah, yeah, staying stagnant. Um, and I track everything. Um, the I test them beforehand. I test them um, if they sign up for three months or six months or a year. Uh, there's some certain t- uh, times of the year where I do test them, whether it's for the vertical jump, uh, their approach jump for volleyball players. Um, we do some heavy lifting where it's a one, one rep max with uh, some athletes and I keep track of everything. So I make sure that everything that I, every, uh, every athlete does, you know, I'm able to look back and say, this is the improvement you made. And if the parents ask, of course, you know, what, what do you see? What kind of improvements, you know, has she done, has she made, or has my son made? I can say this right here. And of course I, I try to record as much as I can so that I can show the parents, you know, look, this is what your daughter did. Uh, this was this is what your son did you know it's pretty amazing the, the progress that they've made um, in three months six months uh, or even a year uh, and, and i would say the the number one thing that has helped the athletes is consistency uh, i i do try to stress that to the parents as much as possible uh, you know if they if they train with us for three months and then they stop uh, usually within a few weeks to about a month or two, they'll start seeing decline on their um, on their performance unless they, they keep training. Uh, but it's consistency that that has made made it possible for us to be so successful with with the athletes, where they're coming in, uh, whether it's twice or three times a week or four times a week, uh, they just keep progressing every week, every month. Um, we've had some athletes that we've trained there for three, four, four years or so consistently. Uh, some are seniors now. Uh, so it's it's very uh, it's 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 very, it's a very beautiful process seeing uh, starting training with them from eighth grade to freshman year and then going all the way to their senior year. So it's 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 very neat to to see that. that oh, I bet, so. I bet, and I bet for the athlete themselves, it really helps to give them some um, some insight to what they're doing because mm-hmm. I'm sure that some of these athletes. I mean, we're not trying to dog on some of these coaches, mm-hmm. but they might be they might have been told, hey, you've got to do this during practice, or hey, you've got to run X amount of laps or X amount of miles or do this, and maybe they weren't doing it the wrong way. Do you get those like big eyes from people at you know when they when you tell them to do something and and they've been doing it a certain way the whole time and it's like oh this is why you do it um i i get that a lot with um with male athletes uh specifically football athletes uh i don't get it quite as much with female athletes uh, uh usually it's it's football players who have been lifting a lot uh whether it's uh, in school uh, or on their own at the gym and so they're they're taught a certain way to do things and sometimes it's the right way and sometimes unfortunately it's not the right way and it's not to bash coaches to you know that they're not doing things correctly perhaps they just don't know uh, they just don't 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 have this kind of background you know maybe they've been coaching for so many years and you know their their sport their focus should be to win games and and to you know, teach the athlete how to catch how to throw uh, how to tackle, uh, doing all those things. Um, so I do get that with some, some of the football players. And of course I don't say, 
you know, you, you've been doing it wrong, but I just say this is the, the better way to do it. Uh, and I explain why. I always mm-hmm. tell them why, 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 why. I don't just say, well, just listen to me. Just don't ask me questions. And that's I'm, good I'm, I'm very Yeah, I'm, 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 very, I'm very transparent with, uh, with the stuff that I do. If, if parents have uh, questions uh, or the athletes have questions, hey, what does this work on? I'm more than happy to answer the question. And if I don't have an answer for whatever reason, uh, I can find the answer for them right away. Uh, so that's not an issue at all. Uh, but I do feel that I see that more um, with football players rather than mm-hmm. volleyball, well, basketball, um, you know, you, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and to add to that is like um, what I was telling you is like there's a certain type of knowledge that I want parents to really, or athletes to really know that, let's say when Mondo said like, oh, I don't know the answer, I could find a way, like Mondo knows the strength and condition aspect of it. So like, let's say something gets hurt and they ask like, yeah, Mondo knows like the body, right? But he'll head next door. The people in their lane that know what they're, you know, specifically educated about. Mm-hmm. And like, hey, you know, this athlete was doing this, this and that. Like, and I speak from experience myself. Right, right. Like playing basketball on Sundays, I'm like, dude, like my knee, this and that. They do the eval and they're like, oh yeah, we just need to work and tweak this, and you know, we start working on that. So yeah, that to emphasize that certain type of knowledge of of sports conditioning and training, like you know, that's where it's at. It's we're in the own lane, like not discrediting coaches or any other trainers here in El Paso, um, you know, because there's a bunch of like you know bodybuilders and always tell me like, oh, do you need to do this, you need to do that. I'm like, oh no, no, I don't, because that's more in your lane. That's bodybuilding. I'm mm-hmm. trained to perform to train like for a certain sport, you know, and I, I've noticed the results. I took it really, really serious in my diet and, you know, in the training for about going on 11 months and dude, I've seen drastic changes. You know, I'm, I'm training at a very high level, I believe. So yeah, I mean, I'm just, like I said, it's that certain type of knowledge to emphasize Mondo's uh, segment there. Yeah. And for a high performing athlete and for somebody to conduct these high performing, uh, you know, exercises at this gym, I, I believe that, you know, for you, Ruben, you had to earn the trust of, or, you know, you had to kind of get the trust and make sure that this was the right thing for you. And wh- how, what was that process like? Or how quickly did you realize, oh, these guys are legit? Like, oh, these are, Dude, these honestly, are the-, the first two months. I'm sorry to cut you off there. But it, the first two months, I remember I was playing uh, at EPCC. And, um, you know, I was like, man, like, I have a couple trials coming up for, you know, the, the Indios and Juarez. I have a, a couple trials that I have to go in, out in California. And I feel like there's another level I can hit. And, you know, I was going around town, training at different facilities. And once I started going there, I was like, man, this is a gem. Like, I've never been through this type of workout. And, yeah, man, sure enough, like, there was a point in time when I was like, I think it was when I was like 21, going on 22. I was like really in shape, dude, really in shape. And, you know, I, I, as I look back at that time now, I'm like, man, if I would have kept consistent through, it, through these years, because there was a point in time where I stopped, you know, work and things like that. And when I got really out of shape, dude, like, I was like, I think I need to go back. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to go back. And I went back, dude, lost 55 pounds. I mean, I feel at the top right now, I feel really good. So, yeah, I'm pushing some decent weight on. Yeah. <laughs> did you, uh, did you, uh, did you step on the scale and the scale just said, go back? Yeah, go back, get off. <laughs> yeah, but no, man, it's a, uh, to answer your question, uh, Adrian, it's, it's definitely, I knew it right away. Mm-hmm. And for parents that, you know, I want this and that, like, just go in, just go in and 
find out for yourself. Let the work speak for itself. Yeah, and that, that's going to be a cool thing about this mm-hmm. series and when we do these shows because we're going to have a lot of people, a lot of great athletes like you, Ruben, that we're going to be able to talk to uh, here in El Paso who've been through the process and who are also doing some big things on their own end. I mean, we got a little bit into your background, but Armando, switching back to you and kind of talking about how you got started in this business, what was really the appeal for you on your end and why you wanted to pursue this? Um. I, I knew right off the bat when, when I got out, uh, got out of high school and went to college that I wanted to train athletes. Um, I, I played high school basketball and, and, and I was okay, but I knew, I knew right away that I wasn't going to make it into college, which, which was fine. Um, but I knew, uh, uh, I found out in, late in my senior year about this profession. And as soon as I, I got into college, that was it. That's what I wanted to do. And from day one, my undergrad, uh, I knew what I wanted to pursue. I had friends who were doing undergrad with me, and they were also going to uh, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and uh, physical education, and you know, some went into nursing. Uh, but my goal right off the bat was going into strength and conditioning. Uh, I didn't start my um, uh, my first professional, like getting actually exposed to strength and conditioning until my senior year um, at, at UTEP. Um, and then from then on, I, I, I went to, uh, to North Texas, uh, University of North Texas. Uh, but I would say right off the bat is uh, from, from day one, my, uh, I wanted to do this. Uh, and part of the reason that I, that I moved to working at this type of, in this type of setting, a private setting, uh, was when I was working in the collegiate setting, when we would get brand new athletes, freshmen, uh, you know, most of them would, a lot of them would redshirt, uh, some wouldn't, um, but the development that I would see on, and, and this goes across the board, whether it's male, uh, male athletes or, or female athletes, um, they weren't prepared for the kind of training that we were going to put them through. Um, so usually at the beginning, we would take them through a developmental, uh, stage where there was, uh, a couple months uh, for football it was pretty much a year uh, and so I started noticing that and realized you know what's what's maybe there's something else you know we I could do you know here in the city if possible uh, you know I was, I was born and raised here and went to high school here uh, so I, I figured maybe there was something I, I could do to help out and and seeing these athletes coming in you know, of course, they were the top dogs in, in their high school, but once they get into college, yeah. it's like being freshman, freshman high school athletes all over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have you have female and male athletes that are just as good, but they're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, and quite frankly, the coach is going to play them um, over you. There's levels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And of course, after about a year or two, you know, you you go in and and you finally develop into you know, the athlete we wanted them to be and they would start and but on and on it goes. The cycle starts all over. Freshmen would come in and and I, I really wanted to see if, if there was a way for me to help out and start training younger athletes. And, you know, I, I feel like I've, I've really helped out with uh, uh, preparing some of these athletes for um, whether it's a showcase, a combine, um, their first year in college. Uh, no matter the sport, uh, we we do have a lot of volleyball players, but we train also a lot of football players. Uh, we train pretty much every athlete, um, and I think we've we've done a good job so far of preparing them. Uh, the the way the way we train them 
is like I said, ba just based on the experience we've we've had in the collegiate level. So when they transition into, my goal is is for the, for them to once they transition into their first year in college, that the training will feel very similar. Uh, that they'll not only be ready for that summer training, uh, uh, whatever sport they play, whatever sport they do, that they'll be ready and the training will be very very similar. Maybe even the structure of it, depending on how how that coach runs things. Uh, but they're familiar with it and that they're not they're not scared of it they're ready to go because uh, already going into college and as a, as a freshman athlete uh, if you're on scholarship you know there's more pressure and if, if coach told you right off the bat you know you, you might be starting that's a lot of pressure on an athlete so maybe just taking that pressure off a little bit and, and then feeling more confident going into into that that first year um, and you know feeling like they're part of the team mm -hmm. um, so that I think that's been. Yeah, you know, it's it's funny. You, gosh, you you opened up so much. I have so many follow ups on that because we're, we live in an era of like you know the social media era mm -hmm. where everybody wants to see who who's doing what, who is succeeding at what, and of course everybody has a big spotlight and everybody has a lot of attention toward athletics and for the right reasons. I mean, um, sports is a great escape for us here locally. I feel like the amateur or high school level has really improved in the past um, you know past decade. Even you can really argue, and uh, these athletes are starting to get exposure locally at a higher level than they ever have been. But with all that comes also the back end. You've got to perform at the college level. You've got to be ready to be at that college level and get ready for that. Um, it, it's it's interesting, right? Mm -hmm. Because social media uh, is an opportunity for some people to showcase the work that they have been doing at gyms. But at the other end, it's an opportunity for maybe you to just show up. Like, what, what is it? You've got to find a, a fine line between having uh, these posts out there and actually putting in the work because you can't just be out there and Ruben you know this be best you can't just be out there posting all this stuff on social media and not actually performing and actually working to get to the to who you want to be in the gym right and I'm glad you asked that so this since you cover high school sports like what has your observation been? Yeah, like? it's it's all the time. I mean, and I want I want it. Like I like to see the co the high school athletes. Like since I cover high school athletes here locally, I want to see the athletes post videos of them working out. I like that stuff. It's mm -hmm. it's you really like cool. You like to see them in the grind, right? Yeah, you like to see them in the grind, but you want to actually see them produce on the field. And most importantly, like uh, every Sunday, um, I text him. You know, I'm like, dude, like I feel good. I'm jumping out the roof. Like I'm in shape. And like I, it, I love to see it. Like you know, and, and he does too as well because I know he has a strong passion for it. Because he'll text me about other athletes, and he's like, "Dude, like this person did this," and I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, like you know, you love to see that, and you want to be in an environment like that. Like mm -hmm. you don't want to be in a weight room with people that are just like egotistical and like, nah, man, like I'm on my own thing. Like no, like you, everyone has their own goal. Like right. you're all working towards the same thing. You know, it's it's better to be in there with people that." support you and that are in back of you or next to you most importantly pushing you to be a better person you know so i mean most importantly i think it's the preparation dude yeah. more than anything because i remember being in that time where i got invited to all these workouts and it was like three months in advance and i did nothing i did i was just going to ep fitness and i was just throwing around weights and i'm like i still got it like, i'm good 18 19 years old you know and like I would go to these tryouts, I'm like huffing and puffing. I'm like, man, what the heck? Like, no, man, the whole time, like, and I'm throwing these out to the high school kids, the collegiate kids that are in this route right now, like, go see Armando. <laughs> it's better to be prepared 
and not have an opportunity. So when the opportunity arises, you're prepared. So yeah. yeah, I mean, you got to be prepared no matter what, you know. So I, I, I call it any athlete that wants to just be pushed, go see Armando. I like that. I like that a lot. And Armando, I, I know that it's been it's been all right. You, you want to follow up on uh, this? Too. Uh, I go just ahead. want to talk about uh, a little bit with the with the social media. Yeah. Um. It, it's yeah. It's it's a very interesting. Uh. You know, with Twitter and Facebook, uh, Instagram. But I feel like the the two sites that athletes primarily use is are. Um, Twitter and Instagram, I would say. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's Instagram. Good. That's good assessment. Um, you know, I, I do try to uh, – th- th- there's so many exercises out there. There's so many athletes doing work, and I do try to uh, record as many athletes as I can, showcasing, you know, what they can do. Um, and I, I want them to uh, – I want the parents to see, to see the uh, – like you said, them grinding and the friends see it, and, and the athletes just feel a certain level of um, – um, confidence. Yeah, confidence, and and saying, you know, this this gym is what got me. This facility is what got me to to this level. You know, and sometimes I'll do a before and after. Look, look what you're doing, and this is the progress that you've made. Um, it, but it's 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 a very interesting uh, uh, time, you know, world with with uh, with social media and, and and Instagram because everything gets posted right now, whether it's yeah workouts and and whatnot. And sometimes, uh, you know, I I don't. Whatever I record, you know, it's part of the program. Um, there's this uh, Instagram page that I, uh, I follow. What's it called? A strength coach with a board. And one of them, they, they said, uh, stop programming uh, for social media. And it was, you know, pretty it's much kind of calling out people saying, you know, you're doing all these exercises, but are you not really doing all these exercises? Yeah, I mean, are, are you really implementing them in, into, into the program? And it's one thing to showcase an exercise, you know, this is why we do it. It's another thing to just make it look cool and make it look fancy and, and gimmicky. For the cloud. Um, yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, whatever I record is, is stuff that they're doing right there on that program. Uh, whether it's that week, that month, that day, um, they're doing it. Let um, me put well. it to you this way. Like, the stuff there at physical, like, if an athlete happens to look cool in the, cro- in the process of, you know, grinding in the actual program, dude, it is what it is. We're not modifying anything to like make it look cool. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I know, like, yeah. that's one thing like I dislike, I'm not going to use the word hate cause I don't like to use that word hate, but I dislike is that, yeah, man, if an athlete's in there and he's doing what he's got to do and he's grinding and you know, we're filming it and he looks cool and we make it look cool. Like, dude, that's what it is, dude. He's in there putting in the work. Mm-hmm. Like don't, don't, throw shade at him because he's actually in there getting his stuff done. You get me? Like, we're not like, oh, yeah, go do this, and, like, we're going to make it look like this. Like, nah, man, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. It's like it, whatever's in that program, we're recording you. And if you happen to look cool, dude, <laughs> hand clap to you, bro. Go get it. You yeah. know what I mean? And, like, that's how it should be, I feel. But too many people, I feel, is like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not one to, you know, throw shit at other people, but too many people do things for the clout. Right. You know, and you go to the gym to take a photo, not the, not the other way around. <laughs> exactly. Bro. I'm, I'm in there like grinding it, believe me. I'm in there grinding it. That's good, man. Well, uh, and you know, I, I mean, we're staying on kind of topical stories that are coming to, out right now. I mean, of course, the pandemic, you got to throw that in there because it's given people almost an excuse and allowed them to become complacent with their their body when 
in reality, it should be on the flip side. You should be thinking, hey, this pandemic has should make us more health conscious. Mm-hmm. We, we should also be very cognizant of our body, what we put into our body, how we treat our bodies, stuff like that. And um, it's, it seems really interesting to me, Armando, that, uh, you know, we're, we're dealing with a pandemic right now. You're seeing athletes return to sporting events. You're seeing a higher increase in injuries happen at some of these events and activities at the uh, high school, pro, college level, whatever it may be. And then on the other side of that, you see a lot of these athletes that are just not very conditioned at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And see, that was, that's what I was asking you. Like, you see these athletes, and uh, I have a, a couple of uh, high school kids that, you know, work for me and stuff. And they're like, yeah, man, our star running back was throwing up, and that he was puffing and puffing. I'm like, okay, there it goes again, like, not prepared. You get me? Like, you know you got a season coming up. And granted, like, there's all these restrictions, but you got to find a way. Mm-hmm. You want to accomplish that goal, like, life's not going to stop, dude. You got to find a way. And, like, I'm, I'm, I'm doing the best. That, that's interesting, the, you know, the finding the way. Because, mm-hmm. you know, going back to you, Armando, it seems like, it seems like the pandemic – again gives people excuses on not to go to the gym or not work out what are some of the like some of the most positive stories that you've seen coming out of the pandemic of people working out at home or you know finding a way to stay active uh you know at home at a remote location during this um you know i i I don't have any stories but i when uh, this whole thing started and, you know, we had the the uh, the stay at home order, the, the, the quarantine, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I was I was still working and coming home from work driving. It was the strangest thing to see, you know, whether it was at five, six or seven p.m. in the afternoon, in the evening. And I, I, I don't ever remember seeing so many people out and about jogging, walking, running at the park uh you know just exercising i remember uh there, there's a park uh near my house and i would see people just kind of working out there just on their own doing body weight stuff um so i think right now with with, with this pandemic it's um it's i don't know how long it's going to last you know no, no one knows how, how how long it's going to last uh but facilities uh like mine and elsewhere everywhere around the country uh are in my opinion, going to become somewhat essential to keeping athletes in shape, uh, keeping athletes uh, training, because if uh, everything is going to move back to online or uh, remote uh, uh, learning, then coaches more than likely will only be allowed to do practices, and then they won't be able to go into the gym um, just because it's a, you know, uh, in close setting, close quarters, uh, you know, you can't really have social distancing with no, yeah. 70, 80 football players or 30 plus, you know, volleyball players in, in one gym. And if you mix more athletes in there. So I think the private setting, these type of facilities um, are going to be what's going to help uh, the athletes stay in shape. And maybe the coaches are just going to have to rely on, on that, on, yeah. on letting us Get their get their athletes ready, um, whether it's all of them, just some, a uh, couple, uh, to make sure that they're ready for their first practice, their first game. And I mean, and that's always been our goal, of course, to to enhance their performance and to to make sure that they're ready for that first day of practice, uh, preseason, in season, and we maintain that performance uh, throughout the year. 
um, but primarily, of course, uh, during their um, during their sports season. So I think it, it, it's going to be a, a very interesting in the next next few months. You know, of course, we're seeing these spikes in uh, in cases here in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't looked uh, at, at at other cities. I don't know. I know some cities are are getting more spikes, and so it's looking more and more like some stuff might get canceled uh, for volleyball, football. Some stuff might get delayed, might get suspended, um, and then the, the the athletes unfortunately are, are forced to do online workouts. Right. Um, and again, not to take away from from anything that the coaches do through the Zoom workouts. Uh, but there's only so much you can do yeah, with bodyweight stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you're at home, you can do squats, you can do push-ups, you can do, you know, abdominal stuff, you can do some sprints and all that. Um, but if you're not, uh, if you don't have the right equipment, uh, if you don't have, you're not in the right setting, uh, if you're just in, in your living room as opposed to being able to go out on a field or on a track, you know, how are you supposed to work on your on your running technique? How are you mm-hmm. supposed to work, work on your sprints, your acceleration, your top end speed? Um, you can't. Uh, so uh, it's 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 gonna be it's gonna be difficult. Uh, but I feel like there's a way that we can we can help out. Um, but I think it's gonna be interesting in the next next few months to see that. But yeah. even then, I think uh, I mean, let's say a kid goes out to the field and starts doing sprints and starts doing all this and that, like. There's only so much that kid knows, you know what I mean? That's so true. Like, yeah. As he starts to get back into like football with a practice or volleyball, whatever the sport may be, like there's going to be injuries just because like I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing things wrong. Yeah. There's only so much they can do. And I mean, granted, like, yeah, I'm not here trying to figure it out. And then that's why we're here to tell you, like, go see Armando. <laughs> right, right. No, and that's a, that's a good point. And it's just interesting that, you know, during the pandemic, Ruben, you yourself had to still stay motivated and go to, to work out despite everything kind of going on. Dude, honestly, this pandemic was a blessing for me. As crazy as that sounds like, I had two choices. I was like, am I going to let this pandemic beat me or am I going to grind it out and beat this pandemic, you know? And I think I'm up on it right now. God bless, I didn't, you know, God knows the work I've been putting in, but I, a big ups goes to Armando, honestly, bro, he's in, he's in there, trust me, he's in there pushing me, and I get the hardest thing out, out the way early in the morning, and, you know, the rest of the day is cake, dude, I mean, like, I did I'm the hardest I'm still there 12 thing. hours later. Yeah, 12 hours, <laughs> you know, and we're texting, like, 9, 10 p.m., even 11 p.m., yeah. if I don't knock out or he doesn't knock out, I'm like, dude, what's up, how's the day, you know, we're texting back and forth, and, you know, we're always talking to each other on a daily basis like oh we need to do this we need to do that you know and like that's a a really big uh thing that i love is that you know that's how i know it's like as our friendship you know has evolved a lot that's how i know he cares about me as a person seeing me succeed and like that's what the staff is there Mm -hmm. that's that's what physical is about yeah, definitely. And, you know, I'm really excited for the, the next few podcasts when we start to jump into different kind of segments. I really want to do some kind of like, you know, did you know type of segments or sure. uh, check your <laughs> check your uh, facts, facts at facts. the door. Oh, man. Those are so many. <laughs> those are those are some really good ones. I'm really excited to, to go into, you know, m- moving forward into the, the several other ones. But another big part of this podcast series is being very topical on other athletics 
topics and mm-hmm. you know activities that are going on across the world. And um, I felt like today would be a perfect time to bring up the Dak injury because uh, the Dak injury was uh. gruesome. We all saw it over the weekend. We saw the Cowboys uh, starting quarterback go down with that horrible, gruesome injury. And Armando, you know, when I when I first saw the injury, I immediately thought, oh man, he's not going to be ready until next August. And then I, of course, thought contract extensions, that's up this year. They have to decide whether or not they're going to allow Dak Prescott to test free agency. But, you know, from a pure injury standpoint, when you started reading a little bit more on it, maybe there's an actual path where he can actually get back in, in full uh, force as early as March, four-month recovery, six-month recovery, maybe something around there. I mean, have you dealt with anything anything uh, similar to this? What and what the, is the kind of path on it? The proper term of the injury, what was it labeled as? Uh, I, I, I'm not too sure. I'll, let me, I'll, I'll look that up. Um, gosh, it was, it was a very gruesome injury. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I haven't, I haven't had any athlete with, with uh, that kind of injury. Uh, I've had a lot of ACLs, a lot of meniscus, um, uh, ankle sprains, uh, nothing as bad as that. Um, yeah. But the the good thing with, with these professional athletes is everything is available to them, right? From uh, they have the, you know, the best orthopedic surgeons yeah. they could possibly have. <laughs> Um, they have great physical therapists, uh, on staff. They have great strength and conditioning coaches that are going to help them, um, as they, as they progress from, from his rehab to more advanced things into his, uh, into his training. So if they're saying, you know, <clears throat> four months, you know, I, I believe them, you know, wow. they, they, that's, that's, uh, uh, whether, and, and I'm sure it was a joint decision, you know, uh, Physicians, they, they don't want to rush anything. Uh, physical therapists, the strength conditioning coaches. You know, of course, his job is is to play football, right? Uh, he's getting paid to do that, and right now his job is just to not focus about playing. It's just to to get better. Uh, so if if they're saying four months, uh, that's a little tight, but. I, yeah, a compound. This is what it is: compound <laughs> fracture and dislocation of his right ankle. Gosh, I mean, you're talking about Oof. the like you're talking about your entire ankle just mm-hmm. being in a completely off place right there. That's it, really bad. It nasty I mean, on that replay. Yeah, it looked gross. It was you know, a gruesome injury. Um, looking back to uh, my time at, at at UTEP, I remember when when Aaron, uh, yeah, you know, had that injury as well. Uh, I think it was the a, ACL a, injury. Uh, no, first his, year? Uh, Aaron, Aaron. No, he had a, a broken. Uh, uh, was it tibia? Oh wow! Tibia oh, in, tw- in 2017. Yes. Yeah. And okay. I mean, it, I it took that. him. Yeah. I was. I, I remember. I was. I was there, and he was training, and he would have, of course, modified things for the lower extremity. Uh, but for upper body, he was doing everything, and I mean, just walking around with the crutches and moving plates around and all of that stuff. Uh, and it still took him, you know, all the way until uh, yeah, like yeah. training camp. Yeah. I remember, like, even with training camp, you looked at Aaron and you were like, "Man, is he going to be totally ready? Is yeah. he going to be a hundred percent?" And you know, in the spring, uh, I still remember we did our testing uh, for the forty-yard dash and the three cone, and you know he was he was recovered and he weighed i think i want to say anywhere between about between 215 to 220 and i specifically remember he had gone up around 
10 or 15 pounds. He had gained 10 or 15 pounds. Mm -hmm. And he looked, you know, solid. He looked very lean, uh, uh, very strong. And with that much uh, extra weight and the amount of uh, the improvements that he made uh, in, in his 40 yard dash, I, I remember he had dropped that. Uh, vertical jump went up. I mean, everything went up. Mm -hmm. And I thought, gosh, you know, with, with this, much, m this much extra weight, maybe he'll be right there. Maybe he'll be a little lower. Uh, but he was bigger, he was faster, and he was stronger. Wow. And, and it, was, it was very neat to see. And going into, the, going into camp, um, you know, I looked at him. I was like, hey, this guy's ready. You know? wow. And then going into season, he was ready. I mean, I don't remember him complaining about it at all. So uh, I think it's doable. And of course, right now it's just, uh, you know, went to surgery and all that stuff. Uh, so it's it's somewhat early to tell, but maybe they'll adjust things as as they go along with this therapy and and because uh, there's there's some other issues that that could go along with 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 that injury. Um, it's not just getting them back to you know to walking. You know, it's running and jumping, um, but making sure that he's got the proper stability and, and balance on that ankle and that. It, it, those kind of injuries they take it's it's toll mental uh, uh, physically, but I found that it also takes its toll uh, uh, mentally and psychologically yeah. oh, on, on the athlete. I have had several athletes who uh, have come in, they've you know they've torn their ACL, and it, it's never quite the same. Um, it it takes an extra even after their recovery is done, and they do their rehab and they're back to training. It still takes them an extra month or two, sometimes three. Uh, for them to feel mentally uh, ready to make that jump, to make that dive, to make that cut, to make that uh, you know change direction, it's it's uh, it's it's huge in their sport. If if uh, you know if you're playing volleyball, if you're playing basketball or football, uh, or or even or soccer, uh, so it it takes its toll physically, but uh, mentally and psychologically, it they, it's it's another process uh, that has to keep going. So. Um, it's going to be interesting how he how he manages that. Yeah, uh, it really will. You know, that's that's it's it's his job to perform at the highest level, and and he's getting paid for it. So uh, we'll see. Yeah, no, I I'm with you on that, Armando. And um, hey, I, I just want to thank you guys. I think uh, you know in the first episode we just kind of wanted to give a good generic overview on it on everything. Yeah. And uh, there's going to be a lot of great things we're going to talk about. I want to talk about some of the great programs that you guys have to offer. Also bringing in the therapy side of things mm -hmm. and bringing in more guests, just like Ruben joined us today. I think uh, as we move through this uh, series and as we move through these episodes and podcasts and uh, start to educate the audience a little bit more about what physical athletic does um it's gonna be a lot of fun I, i'm really looking forward to this all armando um if anybody wants to actually go out and visit you it's not not a big deal it's a 2270 joe battle boulevard um and there's also ways to contact you as well yes uh you guys can uh send me a, a message on on facebook or on, on instagram um or send me an email uh, you're more than welcome to do that. My email is armando.aguilar at physical.com. Um, you guys can reach me or stop by at our facility. Uh, I'm, I'm there from six, pretty much 6 in the morning until about 8.30 at night. Uh, so if anyone wants to come in and, and check it out, uh, any questions you guys have uh, as far as training, uh, uh, how I program, uh, the, uh, the athletes that I have, uh, the success, uh, anything, any questions, I'm always transparent with it. Uh, anything you guys you guys can think of you're more than welcome to come in 
The Instagram, too, is a physical underscore athletics. Physical underscore athletics. That's correct. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, really appreciate you guys coming by. Ruben, really appreciate you coming, too. Always love, bro. Thank you. (laughs) All (laughs) right. For Armando Aguilar, for Ruben Archuleta, I'm Adrian Bratis saying so long. Thanks for listening. And until next time for the Physical Athletics Podcast.